are we whispering about, Meg? Yes, secrets don't make friends. We are uh, talking about the amount of mucus coming out of my two-year-old's nose and if he needs medicine for it. Do you want me to turn it up or talk closer to the mic? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah, can you put the mic in his nose? Just <laughs> give him a little brandy. You know, let, let us all hear the, the gurgling of his nostrils and then we'll let, uh, we'll let the listeners decide <laughs> on if your child deserves medical care or not. <laughs> yeah, we should really put this up to a vote. Okay. Well, by the time the listeners hear this, is her child may or may not be dead. So, well, unfortunately, something that's just how the democratic process works. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yes, t- this be the the sadness of the American healthcare system. Dark humor, folks. Buckle up. Yeah, that sounds like a real great way to start a podcast. <laughs> well, it's dark times in Raven Grove. Oh, he's right. gonna play Spider Man. I want to play Spider Man. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just sort of watch you and also play my game. Don't worry about it. Oh, oh no. Are we interrupting Spider-Man time? <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Game's canceled. I thought I thought we established the floor was Spider-Man, but apparently that's not good enough. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to just really be Spider-Man. We can all we can cancel. No, that's fine. I can live vicariously through Sky. Nope, just for the next two yeah. hours we'll all just sit here and make thwip sound effects. Nice. Thw- that sounds thw- perfect. Thwip. Thwack. Thwip. That's for those thick webs. I was going to say, that sounds like one I've missed. <laughs> Extra thick webs? Um, as I was saying, had some dark times in Ravengrow. After the party had a semi-successful delve into the prison, eliminating several of the five main ghosts haunting the Harrowstone prison, and bringing havoc to Ravengrow. You retreated to recover and come back and fight another day. You all had some interactions throughout the town and went to bed for the night. On day 14 of the adventure, Farast the 9th, you woke on the 10th of Farast, And I believe where we left off last week was with Flora waking up at the crack of dawn. Rooster sound incoming. Covered in blood. (gasps) On the gazebo in the town square of Ravencrow. Why don't we just pick right back up there? Flora, you are awoken by the first rays of sun peeking through the fog you look down and you see your night clothes or your armor what'd you go to sleep in I don't sleep in my armor your night clothes I got jammies drenched in blood you immediately recognize that you're in the gazebo in the town square of Ravengrow, as you've had some experience with this place in the past. What do you do immediately? Uh, so she's sitting, like, in the middle of the gazebo? Well, let's say you're up against one of the pillars on the side, facing the, the inside of it. Covered in blood? Yes. Okay, well, she's going to, like, look around and take in her surroundings. Is there a body? Are there any people around? 
you don't see a body. You see blood stains, bloody handprints around you on the ground, on the floor of the gazebo, on the wall that you're leaning up against. You see a trail of blood leading away from the gazebo from your current position. Away in what direction? Maybe you get up and you look and kind of try and see where it goes outside of the gazebo. And the trail of blood seems to be leading across the town square into a building, a familiar building, Jaminda's Apothecary. Okay. Um. Oh, Sheriff's gonna be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So. <laughs> she. I mean, she knows kind of what's going on because this has already happened once, and we were all ready, sort of worried about it. So she's gonna kind of like panic a little. She's looking around, making sure nobody can see her. And, uh, like, impulsively, she just starts running towards the prison. Okay. Give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, 16. With a 16, you get up, you look around, you don't see anyone standing in the town square. It's quiet. The fog is still thick. In the morning, the sun hasn't broken through quite yet. Is it still rising? And you run. You run to the north, out of the town square, towards the prison. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, shit, 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 shit. As you're running, you hear the subtle slam of a wooden window shutter. And you run across the bridge at the north of town dip right and start heading out the gates towards the hill up towards the prison is that right yeah all right because she knows that the first place anyone's going to look for her is at kendra's house and she's concerned about being caught for murder is that what you're telling me well yeah she, she thinks she's been possessed and murdered somebody and she does not want to be pinned for that don't blame her for that was she in a possession of a weapon of any kind? I would say that you saw next to you, I should have said it before, a bloody dagger on the ground next to you when you wake up. Yeah, she will pick that up and like kind of clutch it to her chest and then run. Is it her dagger? Oh, is it? Yeah, is it my dagger? It is. Okay, yeah. So she'll grab that. And, and take it with her. Did they not teach, like, little halflings not to run with pointy objects? I am well trained <laughs> with my dagger, thank you very much. <laughs> That's how accidents happen. You, you think you're you're an expert at it, and it just takes one little mistake. <laughs> and then we'll cut to the Lorimer estate, where Stormac awakens to the heavy, heavy weight 
Oh, oh. Daisy, what are you doing here? <laughs> Daisy is laying on top of you, licking your face as the sun comes up. Oh, good girl, good girl, where is your mother? And Stormak is immediately worried. Um, does Daisy wear a collar? Meg? Um, yeah, they got her a fancy new one at the estate sale. All right, That's so, right. So Stormak, uh, like, immediately, uh, softly, but, you know, quickly grabs that collar because he doesn't know what the heck's going on. And, um, but he's, like, trying to soothe Daisy. And, and what's Daisy's status here? Is she freaked out or just happy to see me that I'm waking up? So she is kind of like, once you wake up, you see her kind of, um, what's the right word? Not trouncing or pouncing. Um, tippy tapping. Like, tippy tapping, like back and forth at you. She looks anxious and like. Trying to lead you towards the door kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. John, the veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> I've met dogs. We, we've learned that we have Maybe to tell once. him how dogs behave. <laughs> <laughs> he starts purring. I let Daisy guide me. I let, <laughs> I let him guide me to where he. Or I let Purr. her guide. I'm sorry. Stormak lets Daisy guide him to where she wants. Well said. Uh, yeah, she's not exactly trying to guide you somewhere, um, but she is tippy tapping back and forth, just anxious for you to wake up okay, and like okay. pay attention to her. Well, I'm guiding her back to Laura's room, if I may. Yeah, she will move towards the door of your bedroom and, and, like, look look back at you and look at the door. Wait wait a minute. Was Daisy in my room with my door shut? Let's say you didn't shut it all the way. Okay. Just asking. <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> For uh, flavor's sake. Cool, cool. No worries. Yeah, Stormak probably leaves his door unlocked. No big deal. Daisy knows how to do... Um, doorknobs. She's like a Jurassic Park up in here. Like, yeah. uh, do- if they're door handles, you know, the ones that you have to just kind of pull down? Dogs can do those easy. Yeah, I, I thought it would have been um, way crazier if the door was shut behind Daisy. Like, somebody put her in there and then shut the door behind her. That would have that would have uh, rang more alarms than the door was just wide open. So I follow, I follow Daisy to, or I lead Daisy to Flora's room and and just, I'll just yell, Flora, Flora, good morning. And, and yeah, Daisy is sniffing at the bottom. Ha- having announced myself, I'll go ahead and open Flora's door, holding okay. Daisy's collar with my other hand. Daisy is sniffing at the bottom of the door and kind of eagerly, like, tip tapping around. You yell that and open the door. And you immediately notice that the bed is empty. The the sheets are thrown aside. Pillows on the floor. The pillow. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Halfling pillows everywhere. Fuck you guys. Um, do we have windows in our bedrooms? I think we do. Yes. So uh, Flora does have a window, and it is wide open. The morning breeze is blowing the curtains. Curtains, blowing the curtains. <laughs> sure, I go to the window and I, I look out. I, 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 you know, put a hand on the window sill and look out, see what I can see. Feel like we did this 
<laughs> already. Give me a, give me a perception check. Sure. Kind of. His jams, but he rolls a one for a ten. All right. Yeah. You come out and you put your head out the window, and the curtains are blowing past your head. The morning is foggy. It is quiet. It is a little chilly, and um, you don't notice anything that stands out. All right. Well, I, I pull my head back in the window. Comes back in, and uh, Meg, does does Daisy ever have a leash? No. Mm-mm. All right. Well. He is kind of worried about her just running uh, without command. So <laughs> Stormak takes a length of rope along with his gear. We were so careful. We made sure that Benjen walked her home and everything. <gasps> what if it's Benjen? It's him. So no, it's it's every fucking time that we take a liking to anybody, right? It's like the last time we walked... Last time we were hanging out with Blarney Fist Whistle at the bar, she died. Last time we were hanging out with Jaminda and whatever, they died. We gotta stop hanging out with fucking NPCs, guys. Just don't make friends. Well, no, don't you guys remember when we made best friends with that that gray man in the cloak? <laughs> I was gonna say, though, uh, Surat, don't take on that guilt. This is all on Meg. Uh, what? No, oh, no, I don't give junk. a shit. I'm just saying, like, I mean, honestly, they're going to probably string her up, too, right next to the other ones. And they'll be like, all right, well, I guess this is happening. I come back in from putting my head out the window. I grab a blanket off of Flora's bed. Oh, no. I, yeah, I grab a blanket off of Flora's bed. I go back into my room. I get all my gear and a blanket of my own, <clears throat> and I uh-huh. tie, a, tie a rope onto Daisy's collar. I had uh, yelled out, Flora, good morning. I don't know how many minutes ago. One minute ago, perhaps. So hopefully Ozil and Sidriel are waking up. I am ready to go, and I say, uh, I, I announce as I'm walking down the stairs, I'm off to find Flora! Uh, yeah, so... I'll, I'll say that uh, the rest of you maybe wake up when Stormak is yelling for Flora. You hear him in the hallway. Flora! Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Cookies. That's a really good impression. Cookie, cookie, cookie. The siddle saunter out of the study. What's this all about? The the pancakes ready yet? (laughs) (laughs) No no pancakes today, Sid. We gotta go find Flora. Um, We're heading into town. Nope. Daisy at the end of that rope. Did she did she leave a note? No. No note. Well that's rude. Perhaps she's in trouble, Sidriel. No time to waste. And I go for the front door. Alright. Uh Ozil, you wake up, you hear them yelling outside too. Do you guys remember what happened the other night? When we sort of investigated why I was bloody? Uh sounds like she'll be fine. <laughs> no, honestly. Okay. I, I, yeah. You'll be, you'll be good. No, what I'm saying is, like, would you... Never mind. I'm not there. Yes, their characters probably would remember her waking up uh, covered in blood in her room, and then there being a trail of blood to the dead body <laughs> of Steve Foe. Yeah, which also got woken up very suddenly, so... Okay, see ya. I'm gonna go find her now. Bye-bye. You guys come in or no? I said it'll rummage around, and I guess 
yeah, it'll rummage around for a second to pick stuff up, but yeah, we'll just go and... Hooray, spellless wizard. Uh-oh. Well, I'm, I wasn't necessarily, you know, prodding you to go with me. Um, it would take me an hour to, to do anything anyway, so yeah, she's just missing, so it's gonna... Now go there's with. also the question of, does Ozil take time to put on his armor? Um, he is also spellless, so no. He's gonna, like, tell him if you find anything, come back. Alright, I'm out the door. Okay, so Sidriel and Stormak leave the door. Ozil, with a pillow over his face, grumpily tells him to fuck off. <laughs> so do I still have any cantrips I prepared yesterday available to me? Sure. Okay, so I still okay, so it's all my, my base suite of like detect magic, mage hand, and prestidigitation. That makes sense, because they're not used up. Okay, cool. Stormac and Sidriel leave the house. Uh, no sign of Kendra. She didn't seem to wake up. Um, where do you go? Uh, north into town. Right. You head north to the center of town. When you get there, there is like a small crowd of people. Uh, maybe eight or nine people kind of standing around the gazebo. Pardon us, pardon us, uh, make way, and uh, if a dog is going through a crowd, it's very easy to get through that crowd with the dog. So I just kind of let Daisy uh, nose her way through that crowd towards the gazebo. All right, so you get to the gazebo, and you nose your way through the crowd with the dog. Yep. The battering dog. <laughs> Sid's kind of trying to follow in touch. Oh, uh, excuse me, but... Pardon, pardon me, just kind of getting, like, shoulder-checked as he makes his way through. A little wake of people that, uh, Stormax left. <laughs> yes, a wake of whispering people. No, okay. There's, uh... <laughs> nice try. <laughs> There's a valid attempt, too. Yeah. <laughs> a wake of women. You push through, and you get into the gazebo. There is a bit of blood that is clearly noticeable. Um, fairly fresh. And there, it is leading out of the gazebo towards Jaminda's apothecary. And just as you get in and see this, you look out and there's a couple people in the like town square like looking towards Jaminda's apothecary as well. Uh, they, like, they obviously were able to follow this trail of blood. But it doesn't look like they've been here for very long, because just a second later, the door of Jaminda's apothecary bursts open. And you see a disheveled, very angry Sheriff Collar. Oh dear. And he busts through the door, like panting with his hair. His hat is off. You don't, you know, you've never seen him without his hat before. His hair is all hanging down in his face, and he's just like, Where is she? He looks right at you, Stormak. Stormak doesn't want to lie and can't lie, and he just says, I don't know. 
and just stands there holding the leash. And he comes up towards you guys. And he starts, like, coming up to you, uh, Stormak, like, finger in the chest. I put myself between the sheriff and Daisy. <laughs> and I take that finger to the chest. <laughs> He's just like, tell me where she is, Stormak. I don't know, Sheriff. She did this. I was... I've never lied to you before. Not lying now. I. You have to help me find her. I will help you. We'll find her. Pardon, but uh, who who is it that you're looking for there, Sheriff? Your short friend. He points at Stormak with kind of a like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for her, smartass. No, Flora. Have you seen her? Not today. Do you have any idea what's going on? What happened? Oh, we just got here, but doesn't look good. Care to fill us in? And he's looking at you, and his eyes are glossed over. They're swelling with tears. He's just like... <laughs> she... <laughs> she killed her. She's dead. He's dead. And he falls to his knees. Wait, how does the sheriff know that Flora was doing that stuff? I didn't... Did we tell him that? She's been accused. I that was going to be Sid's next question is, how, how are you so sure that it was Flora? Yeah. I saw it. She came in. Oh, no. She came into Jaminda's. She... Wild-eyed, she'd attacked me. <laughs> I woke up. I woke up and I saw her. She's dead. She's dead. I woke up and I saw her dead. God damn it! He like bashes his hands on the ground. Stormak whispers quickly to Sidriel, um, Take care of him. I'm going to go look for her. You mean like? <laughs> he shakes his head. No, I don't. I don't. I don't believe this. Uh, Stormak has a really good sense motive as well, and he's just not that smart. But he doesn't believe that uh, Flora could do that. So I don't know if you want me to roll sense motive, but I'm just gonna say that he doesn't believe Sheriff. Sure, that's fine. Um, yeah, no, famously good with uh, these kinds of situations. Um, yep. Leave it to, uh... <laughs> Stormak nods and pats, pats you on the shoulder. Leave says, it to old Cidriel. Well, you, uh, you got this, buddy. Yep, yep, you got this, Cidriel. You got this. <laughs> uh, there, there, Sheriff. Pat, pat. <laughs> and Stormak leads uh, Daisy um, over to just kind of near Jaminda's place and then just says to Daisy quietly, Find... Find your mother. Find your mommy. Let's go find Flora. And hopefully Daisy is up to that task. So, Sheriff Caller, I mean, let's think about this rationally. You know, try to calm down here for a moment. If you were the one at the crime scene, you're the one coming out here in the morning, is it quite likely that maybe you did it? Oh my god, Sidri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. Way to handle it. No. <laughs> he kind of like slaps your hand off of his shoulder. 
It's like, don't fucking come at me with that shit. Your friend attacked me. I'm not saying you did it intentionally. I mean, you saw that damned hammer when you came to see me and Kendra the other day. Things are happening in this town, Sheriff. I'm just saying we can't rule it out. You wouldn't be the first one to, to have some kind of hallucination. I mean, you just had someone in the jail the other day who killed themselves from a hallucination. He stands up and he kind of brushes his knees off and he's like brushing away tears from his eyes and <laughs> sniffling. Like, yeah, thanks. Anytime. And he turns and walks away. Glad I could help. <laughs> he pushes a couple townsfolk out of his way and they look jostled as he leaves the town square. Stormak, uh, Daisy nudgles her way through the door to Jaminda's apothecary, which was hanging a little bit of a jar. Ooh, I don't know if I wanted that to happen, but okay. She nudgles her way into the apothecary, uh, before you can, like, be right next to her. Uh, I got her on a leash, but she might be stronger than me. Alright, a couple seconds later, the leash tugs and you're pulled inside with her. <laughs> okay, it is, it is 50 feet of rope, but I don't have her at 50 feet. Um, I got her at, like, two feet, you know? But okay, I go, I go in there with her. Sure. If you had it tight, she's pulling you. She's, like, bigger than you. <laughs> no, she's not, but okay. She might not be... I mean, yeah, I think volume-wise, she's probably bigger than you. Mm, I think I outweigh her, but okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> I, I weigh 170 pounds. Stormac weighs 170. She's a Tibetan master, right? Yeah, I think they, yeah. they cap out at, like, like 120 to buck 50, depending yeah. on the... Okay. Yeah. Okay, so she's the same size as you. Oh my god, Johnny. Sure. I, sure. I thought dwarves were like 300 pounds, but they were shorter. Yeah, they're I dense. They were, I thought they were little dense fuckers. Yeah, just uh, catch your you know, your morning rest there. Go do your spells. No, I'm 170 pounds. I'm four foot hey, six. I'm, I'm, I'm glad a, I'm not there. That's for damn sure. Athletic dwarf. All right. So this dog, easily three times your size, oh my <laughs> just <laughs> rips you into teeth like daggers. Pulls, <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. pulls you into Jaminda's apothecary. Helplessly, yes. And um, after you recover from the prone position. <laughs> <laughs> Face in the mud, all that, yeah. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Yeah, you can see that this place is torn asunder. There are jars and herbs and, like, broken things everywhere. Things off the shelves are, like, tossed aside on the ground in pieces. It looks like there was definitely some kind of struggle here. Alright, I don't see Flora, and I say, Daisy, Daisy, find Flora! Let's go, let's go! And I try to pull her out of there. I don't want her to get into this crime scene or anything. Daisy is sniffing around the uh, entire shop and just like nuzzling around, pushing stuff aside. And you, you notice the trail of blood that led from the gazebo into the apothecary leads towards the back of the shop around a corner. I, I follow through. I try to lead Daisy through there. Daisy is sniffing around and investigating on her own, and you pull her along with you to follow this trail of blood. And it leads 
to a pool of blood that is surrounding the body of Jaminda Fallenbridge, who has been eviscerated. She looks like she is just riddled with stab wounds. She has a horrific expression on her cold, dead face, eyes wide open, blood drenching the dress she was wearing, which was a really nice yellow and blue sundress. Runt. Well, that's the real tragedy here. Yes. Roll sanity. <laughs> I, I pass. I'm not the dress! Um, <laughs> Daisy, no time to waste. Let's go find your mother. Let's go. I'm trying to get Daisy out of there. I don't need to see this, neither does Daisy. So you say that just as Daisy starts pulling in on the leash out of the apothecary. All right, good. And uh, she pulls you out of the apothecary. You no longer see the sheriff there. You see maybe Sidriel standing near the gazebo. And Daisy starts tugging you to the north. Good. Yeah, when you walk out, Sid will be doing, uh, he'll have cast to detect magic and just doing kind of a cursory examination of the gazebo area. Right on. And yet, still no magic around the gazebo. Just lots of blood. And we'll cut back to Ozil. What are you doing, Ozil? You wake up, you're laying in bed. Oh, I wasn't I wasn't laying in bed. I was just reading uh, my... I am prepping myself for the day because I thought we were headed back to the prison. So he got his spells. I figured Flora was somewhere within reason. That's right. You stay behind to prepare your spells. He was reading um, his Phrasma for Dummies and reading the, um, the comments in the... Uh, in the margins. That's right. So that takes an hour to prepare your spell. So it probably, you'd probably still be doing that when Daisy leads Stormac and Sidriel to the north of the town square. Yep. Um, Daisy is dragging you guys uh, towards the north of town. Uh, what do you do? I follow. I take her. I'm still got her on the leash. I don't want her to just run free. Running alongside her. Yeah, I'll reluctantly follow. And she will lead you all the way to the north exit of town uh, toward the obvious path to the prison. Once on that path, empty dirt road, like, can we see? You can kind of see up the road and up the hill a ways, but there's a thick layer of fog that kind of covers the top half of the hill that the prison sits atop of. All right, Stormak will yell out, Flora! Flora! And keep going. It usually takes us an hour to get there from town, right? Yeah, it is about an hour-long trip up the hill to the prison. So Sidriel and Stormac follow Daisy up the hill towards the prison? Yes. All right. So maybe about an hour later, Ozil, you'll get a knock on on your door. He's like, Ozil? Ozil, uh, are you up? Yes, madam. I've, I've got some tea brewing and a bit of breakfast, if you're interested. Yes, absolutely. Uh, just finishing up this uh, very interesting passage. Um, have you heard of a Charles Norris? <laughs> it's very interesting. Come look at this. It says, so much of what we consume is not driven by knowledge, but basic craving and impulse. Uh, just really struck me, um, Kendra. Thank you for the tea. I'll come right down. He'll get dressed and come down. Okay. 
And yet she's got some like sausage and eggs and tea going and it's nothing like Stormac would put together, but she's just like, everyone else ran out of the house this morning so quickly. Uh, they seem to be in a hustle and bustle. I don't know what it was all about. Oh, it's probably to refresh the, uh, the limestone shaker here. And he sh- holds up the shaker that's empty. <laughs> Sir, why does she have a limestone shaker? <laughs> it's traditional dwarven sigil. Yeah, it's for the dwarven pancakes. Okay, I thought they'd mine salt, maybe. <laughs> it's traditional. She's like, oh, perhaps, uh, perhaps that is why. Seems a bit unlikely, though, I'm not going to lie. NGL. <laughs> Kendra's a millennial. <laughs> well, uh... I assume they headed into town. I uh, I will get my gear and head that way, and he'll do so. All right, on. Um, yeah, she'll uh, take your dishes and see you off. And it uh, looks like she's getting back to packing boxes uh, once you get ready to leave here. What? And Kendra, go on. Uh, are you really thinking of selling the estate? Yes, well, it is quite a nice home, and if I were to travel back to Leopardstad to continue my studies, I would have not much use for it. I could garner a a bit of wealth from it, I think, that would set me up quite nicely. Of course, I still have father's property in Leopardstad as well, so I think I would be set up for quite a while if I I was able to sell it. I've already had some people interested in it, to be quite honest. Well, that's, uh, it's very bold of you, Kendra. I, uh, I would support any decisions that you have, but just remember that it never changes exactly, um, who we are when we move location. It just changes the circumstance that we happen to be in. And I, I trust that you're making the right decision, but, uh, maybe hold on to it. You might want to come back here someday. Just a thought. Perhaps you are right, my friend, but as it so happens to be, the situation I happen to be in is a haunted house filled with the memories of my dead father. <laughs> Every house is haunted if you think about it. I believe it might suit me well to be done with this place and to move away from all the memories, all even the good and the bad that I've had here, uh, I don't think I will be able to move on unless I do this. Hmm. Well, like I said, I will trust your decisions, but uh, uh, maybe we talk about this later. He'll take off, I guess, after that. We got Father Ozel over here, just because Sidriel neglects Kendra emotionally. I'm all fresh with her. Uh, no, I'm, you know, <laughs> moving on in. We'll talk I, about this later. It's it's not exactly that. It's uh, you know he is a he's got a lot of uh, nostalgia, and that's a hell of a drug. No, it's fine. I get it. Oh, Sidro doesn't understand what's going on and is incapable of forming emotional attachment, but. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to say, hey, it could be cool for you and Sidriel's kids to later come back to, but I could have, but I didn't. It definitely would not have made things more awkward. No way, no how. Yeah, it wouldn't have made it more awkward. Yeah, exactly. All right. Fuck yeah. All right. All right. 
So we're going to cut from there with Ozil getting his things together and leaving the house. And we'll cut back to Flora. Flora, you're trudging up this hill, getting towards the top of it now. All the way up to Harrowstone. What is what's going through Flora's mind right now? What is, what does it look like? The scene of her climbing this hill. Uh, I imagine she's a little bit frazzled, like like visually, her hair is probably all fucked up. I'm sure dried blood doesn't do much for your hair. Um, she doesn't remember anything. Not from the night, no. But she knows what their working theory was the last time this happened. Yes. So she's just... I I think she's a little frantic because she has um, convinced herself that if if she's caught, she's going to be imprisoned and that's not something she's okay with. So she's she's running. She's feeling a little bit uh, wild. Would you say she's running up that road? She's running up that hill? Yes, I think <laughs> that's exactly what she's doing. <laughs> if I could. So you reach the front gates of the grounds of Harrowstone. What do you do? Um, well, maybe once she goes in, she kind of presses herself up against the inside of the, of the rock wall and is, like, catching her breath, because I imagine she ran most of the way here. And she sees the, the like, rivery, watery... Is that, like, a lake or something that over on the right that has flooded the, um, the bottom level of the prison? Or is it a river? So, so running through the, the fog, you push your way through the gigantic wooden gates yes. of the Harrowstone outer wall and come into the courtyard, and you see... Yes, there is a large pond, I would call it, maybe not so much a lake, that is taking up the eastern quarter of the Harrowstone grounds, and that you have seen flooding into a section of the Harrowstone grounds at a certain point. Okay. So, yeah, she'll uh, she'll walk over there and just start washing her hands and whatever else she can see that has blood on it, kind of like scrubbing it off, maybe getting a rock and trying to get the harder stuff off. Like, come on, come on, come on. So you're sitting there washing your face and your hands in the pond outside the prison in this deep fog and it's eerily quiet other than the breeze blowing through the trees around. Roll me a perception check. Okay. Laura. Oh dear. I rolled a four for a six. (laughs) Okay. So, in that case, Flora, as you're sitting there washing your face and hands, Flora, you feel a sharp stabbing sensation in your back. What? A hot, sharp pain shoots through your back, through your spine, up through your neck, and in an instant you turn around and you see Sheriff Collar, wide-eyed and grisly. What? Staring at you with a knife in his hands. 
and he has just stabbed you in the back for five damage. <laughs> oh my god! He rolled a natural 19. I didn't feel the need to ask for your AC when you're not wearing armor. Yeah, no, that's fine. Was it a dagger? It is a dagger. Isn't that a critical threat with a dagger? Thank you, Surat. Yeah, thanks, Surat. Same team. Well, you gotta confirm it, too, but... Okay, hold on. That's a natural five to confirm. Okay, so no, he's not gonna confirm. So five damage total. Okay. What do you do? Uh, I mean, she'll back away from him. Like, she'll, like, if she was already down, she'll, like, crawl backwards to get away from him. Like, uh... Wait, no, I didn't, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Stop. He's like, you killed her. She was the only thing I cared about. She's all I had in this world. And he lunges at you. <laughs> you do have a dagger. Um, could they conceivably hear her screaming at him? Five, ten minutes down the road. Give me perception checks. Uh, Stormak and Sidriel. I guess, because Ozil would be even further behind. It's a 16 perception. That's a natural 20 for a 29. Alright, Stormak, you do hear a faint shriek of somebody tiny yelling up the hill. Not Daisy. Spend a key point, and I run as fast as Daisy. 50 speed. Daisy got a 19. (laughs) (laughs) And run is four times your speed, or? Well, so if what your nor- normal running is four times your speed if you're wearing medium, light, or no armor. So that would be all three of us would run three times or four times your speed. Sidro runs five times his speed. Yeah, but um, yeah, you're five and then minutes whatever, down the right. road. That's, yeah, then whatever he does to spend a key is how he does his fifty rounds. Well, I assume it's five minutes down the road if we were walking, is what he meant. Yeah. Gotcha. Absolutely. Uh, so you guys hear that and start running. Um, what do we all roll for initiative? Yeah, 17 for Citriel. Hmm, 16. Um, 8 for Flora, but should Daisy roll separately in this? Uh, sure. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, Daisy got a 22. Alright, so, Flora, what do you do? As... You have just been stabbed by Sheriff Collar, and you're scooting away, yelling at him. I, I mean, that's that's it. Like she's got her dagger in her hand, but but I mean, maybe she'll hold it up, but she's not going to go to like strike him. She's trying to just defend herself. Okay, you could take a total defense action. Um, like mechanically, I want to, but I think she's she's a little too shaken up for that. Okay. I think she's scared and worried, and she's just... All she can think of is to, like, hold up her dagger and be like, leave me alone! I mean, that is functionally what total defense is, that the only thing you're focused on is just not getting stabbed at the moment. Yeah, okay, fine. Total defense, then. All right, that's a plus 40 or AC, I think. Okay. While I will roll this attack roll... Why don't you figure out what your AC is minus your armor plus four? Well, I've taken my armor off in World or in Hero Lab, so I've got that. Um, okay, 
Alright, so I rolled a total of a seven. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, so Sheriff Collar comes stumbling at you, lurching wild-eyed, and just jumps and plunges downward with his dagger with two hands and falls into the water next to you as you roll out of the way, splashing water everywhere. Roll me a perception check, Laura. Hey. Ooh, uh, 19 or 21. Flora, you hear some movement in the water behind you. Behind me? I, I wasn't in the water. No, you're at the, the edge of the water. But Sheriff Collar fell in. And he lunged at you and you rolled out of the way and he's like, you know, his hands, his arms are in the water at the edge of the pond here. But you hear some movement of water deeper into the pond. Okay, but it's not my turn. It's not your turn. Back to everyone else. You are running up the hill. Daisy is taking the lead. And you're just sprinting behind her. Still got a little ways to go. Flora, it is your turn. I mean, she'll just stand up and turn around and keep her dagger like in front of her. She's not going to reach out and help him, but she's not, like, running away. She's kind of conscious of the sound that's out there, but also not trying to get any closer to the guy that's trying to kill her. All right. You're just avoiding him and trying to push him away, and he gets up out of the water, and he's like, You took everything I care about. I don't care if you're possessed. I'll kill you. And he lunges at you again. For a 17. Yeah, that got me. He gets you in the thigh. Your tiny little thigh. Ow! For three damage. Okay. And you see now the water a little bit away from you start to froth as a couple figures lurch out of it. And they're quite familiar to you now as skeletal humanoids. They're skeletons? Skeletons are lurching out of the water towards you and the sheriff. Ozil, Daisy, or no, sorry, Daisy, Stormak, and Sidriel running full speed up the hill reach the front gates of the prison. We'll say you get right inside the front gates and uh, you can see Flora, Sheriff Collar, and these three skeletons coming out of the water, halfway out of the water. And we'll go back to Flora. Um, Flora, you're, you're avoiding Sheriff Collar. You see these three skeletons now, and you see your friends come in through the front gates of the prison. What do you do? Do I, do I see them? Because I'm facing the water. Like, did, were they noisy or something? No. Okay, how about no? How about no? Okay. Good call. <laughs> Flora, we're here! I yell there out. it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's... Is he, is he within arm's reach? I mean, he just stabbed me in the leg. He is, yes. So, she'll yell, look out, and like, pull him 
No, maybe she'll do that that self-defense thing where she'll like you can put your foot on somebody and then flip them over your shoulder. <laughs> mm, okay. You, you, you wanna... turn around and do the like forward flip. You want to flip them over your shoulder to like pull them away? Yeah, like like you put your foot on them, then you turn your back to them, and then you use your shoulder and you lean forward to kind of roll them forward over you onto their back. Yeah, give me a give me a CMB. Okay. Uh, okay. That is a 15. Alright, so you try and do that, and get him over your shoulder, and he is fighting you. He is wily. He doesn't hear your warnings about the skeletons at all, and he pushes you off of him. I've had enough of this. I'm putting an end to this now! And the skeletons approach. He just went, right? I made him go. He attempts to attack you again. It's a 13. No. Alright. He misses and kind of stumbles to his knees, missing you. He's wild and unconcentrated. And the skeletons approach. First one approaches Sheriff Collar. He attacks and misses. The second one approaches Sheriff Collar and attacks as well <laughs> for the exact same role misses but is the sheriff aware of them now or is he like tunnel visioned they came and clawed at his head and he looked at the just the right time and barely dodged out of the way and the second one approaches Flora claws in the air ready to attack oh, God damn it. and now it's Ozil's turn <laughs> <laughs> Ozil makes it 30 feet. <laughs> Walking up to town. You come through the town square and you see people standing around blood trail leading to Jaminda's apothecary. What do you yeah. do? <laughs> Looks around and wonders what the hell is going on. That's his six. All right, it's turn. Daisy's turn. Free action, <laughs> drop Daisy's leash. I imagine she would go running towards the things attacking her person. Daisy sees Laura. So Daisy starts charging. What does Sidriel do? Uh, Sid is going to move up 30 feet, which puts him just in range of these skelly boys down over here. Alright. And as he's moving up, he's pulling his bow out, knocks a uh, blunt arrow, and fires at the uh, northmost skeleton. You still got blunt arrows? How many of those you got left? Oh, you have let me refill my quiver at one point, so I'm sure that I have 21 available. Cool. What's that attack roll? That is a 17 on the die for a plus 6, so 23. That's going to hit. And that will be one point of bludgeoning <laughs> damage to the uh, to the skeleton. Oh. Alright. Sheriff, you need to leave her alone or the next arrow's coming at you. Is that the the one at the south? It was the northernmost skeleton. Alright. Stormac, what do you do? Well, is it is it clear to us that the sheriff is threatening Flora? I mean, it should be clear to us just from the conversation we had in town. Yes, I, I believe he, he attacked her after you guys got into the gate. Alright, well, who looks like they're threatening Flora more? The sheriff or the skeleton who's right next to her? 
It's a little bit of both. Hmm. The sheriff is also fighting off skeletons, so maybe it's a little less for him. Okay. So I'm gonna uh, use a key point, and that'll get me 50 feet of movement, and I'm gonna just sail right over Flora's head in order to kick this skeleton. Alright, so I'm thinking that it's like almost five feet between squares. Uh, let's just say the distance is doubled. Well, let's call it a charge, and those are ten-foot squares. Um, I'll, I'll reduce my AC for the charge, but I think I can make it. Yeah, sounds good. You charge the skeleton Yeah, that is threatening for Yeah, I jump right over her, and um, I deliver a, a kick the skeleton. Here it is. That's a 19 to hit. 5 bludgeoning damage. Alright. Yeah. You run and do a running jump kick and just shatter the skeleton into bits. It's like a xylophone as it falls to the, the rocky shore beneath. Excellent. Flora, you're up next. You just see your friends come to rescue you, shatter a skeleton. Sheriff is still here and still looks bloodthirsty. <clears throat> She's going to start running towards Daisy. All right. Can I make it to her? You do. The sheriff takes an attack of opportunity on you, though. That's fine. For a nine. No. And Daisy spends her turn just... Violently licking your face <laughs> with love, yes, and like is so happy to see you. Sidriel is up next. Okay, um, took just a little nudge closer, kind of line up my shot a little more, and we'll lose two arrows at that uh, same skeleton I shot a moment ago. So that is a fifteen. And a 23. Both at the same skeleton? Uh, I mean, I guess I'll shoot the 15 first. If it hits, then I'll, I can choose where I shoot my second arrow. Okay, the first one's going to miss. Okay, so the second arrow will go at the same one. All right. For two points of damage. Bludgeoning. Two damage. You knock off half of this thing's ribcage, but it is still trudging forward towards the sheriff. The sheriff jumps up and runs after Flora. Um, I'm gonna... Hmm. Take an attack of opportunity? Well, he's going after Flora, so yeah. Damn. Okay. Can you do a non-deadly one? So are both of the skeletons. Alright, well, I'm... I, yeah, I, I'll let them go first. <laughs> 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 Alright. Skeleton attack number one. Oops, that's not where that went. That's going to miss. And that's going to miss. Stormak, your turn to kill the sheriff. All right. Non-lethal damage is my plan. And Instead of minus four? Nope, I'm a monk, buddy. God damn it. <laughs> and I believe that I can use Stunning Fist during an AOO. I don't see anything that says I can't. It just modifies the attack. So I'm going to roll my attack as normal. So my 
narratively, let's say that I try to like kick him in the back of the knee or something like that to really slow him down and stun him. Um, okay. Here's the attack roll. That's a, that's a total of a twenty. And yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so that's so that's four non-lethal damage. And then he has to roll a fortitude save DC 14 or else be stunned. Mm, okay, very nice. You got a plus two. That's a 20. So he's not stunned, but he does take some... He gets impeded as you kick him in the back of the knee, and it looks like it really smarts. Good. Now, the skeletons move up. Oh, one to the sheriff and one to Stormak. Skeleton rolls a natural 20 on sheriff. That's a natural 19 to confirm. It's going to confirm for... It's for eight damage on the sheriff. He comes behind him and just swipes at his back with his bony claws and slices through his clothing, ripping open his back. And this one comes at Stormac um, for, for a four. <laughs> and then it is Flora's turn. Um, so I guess she's going to jump on top of Daisy because that's where she feels safest. And um, defend again. Like, that's, that's all she's got going for her right now. She doesn't have any other weapons. She's not wearing her armor. But she's got her dog. Daisy's teeth are a weapon. Yeah, but is anyone in range? The sheriff's in range if you have a lance. Yeah, I don't (laughs) know. No, no, nobody's in range. Okay. Daisy's going to move on your initiative now. Okay. Ozil, back in the town square, you see the blood trail leading to Jaminda's apothecary and the townsfolk standing around it. What do you do? Uh, he will ask somebody what's going on. I heard Jaminda was murdered. We saw the sheriff run out of town to the north and and some of your friends followed him. Why, thank you, random townsperson. And he will start making his way as quick as he can, which is 40 feet to the <laughs> north. <laughs> Alright. Sidriel. So Ozil sets off at a fast walk. Mm-hmm. Half speed. It's difficult terrain because it's foggy. Well, you can't run after you talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the you have to wait 30 minutes. Yeah, unless you cramp up. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why you're questioning me. <laughs> Sid's going to take a five-foot step up. That should put him in the 30 feet of little action there between the sheriff and Flora. Sheriff, I warned you. And he's going to fire two arrows. First one is going to be fired at the sheriff as a non-lethal shot with a blunt arrow. Okay. That's going to be a 10. A 10 on the sheriff is going to miss, unfortunately. And we'll try again. Nat 20. Nice. It's going to miss. Shut up. And a 19. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That'll confirm. And this is is non-lethal damage. So that will be... 12 points of non-lethal bludgeoning damage to the sheriff. So you let loose this big fat bludgeoning arrow 
this blunt arrow, hell yeah, dude, into the air. <laughs> and it just thunks the sheriff right in the temple. And he's like mid jump at Flora with like a wild, crazy dagger plunge. And you just hit him midair and he falls limp to the ground unconscious. Put that blunt arrow in the air. Uh, it's not really the way that physics work, but I'm into it. Shh. Alright, so he keeps flying and then like tumbles on top of Flora and then rolls off of her side. Totally limp and unconscious. Yeah, I like to think that I hit him like in the sternum. Knock the wind out of him, he falls to the ground, but you know. Knock him backwards okay. with a force. Well, if you killed him, I would have let you describe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stormak, it's your turn. You have a skeleton attacking you and one going after Flora. Okay. I'm going to ignore the skeleton that's going after me, leave him in my dust, maybe even kick off of him, and uh, <laughs> head for this other skeleton that's going after Flora. Daisy. Right, and as soon as I pick up the dice I just dropped on the ground, I will roll an attack of opportunity on you. God damn it! <laughs> Son of a bitch! Okay, I'll roll a different die. You're in trouble now, I'm switching die. Okay. Alright, attack of opportunity mm-hmm. from Skellington. Ooh, that is a, tw- a dirty 20. All right, well, uh, with my mobility, my AC is 20. Um, so go ahead. Fuck yeah. Roll your damage. However, your AOO provokes my AOO, so I will kick off of you with an attack roll. Panther style, baby. Panther style. Not to be confused with cougar style, which is what Kendra took as her. <laughs> I lost the die forever. So... Uh, You'll find it. You want to give me some damage there, John? That is five damage. Here's my AOO right back at you. That is a 19 for minimal damage. Three bludgeoning. All right. Yeah, you knock huge chunks out of the skeleton, and it is barely standing, but it is still standing as he swipes and takes a chunk out of your leg as you kick off of him pushing most of his bones back into the pond. He's just like a pair of legs now with some sharp bits hanging off of it, (laughs) walking towards you. (laughs) All right, nice. Uh, So then when I get to the other skeleton, then I'm going to try to do the same thing to him. Gross. Let's Let's deliver a kick to this skeleton. This is my actual attack this round. And that is a 13. Oof. That is gonna miss. Flora is up next. You just seen the sheriff lunging at you and knocked unconscious right before getting to you. Uh, Stormak is pummeling skeletons on the shoreline. What do you do? Uh, uh, she's gonna spur Daisy on to go bite a skeleton. Okay. And I suppose I have to roll dice for that. Probably. I mean... You could just say it misses. No. 
No, that's... We'll just say it misses. No, that's okay. I'll, I'll just go ahead and roll the dice. I mean, it's right here. I got it in my <laughs> hand. I might as well. It's no trouble. Where... Yeah, no, I'll do it. No, it's cool. Yeah, it misses. <laughs> Should be fine. Well, it does miss, because I rolled a two. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> All right. So you move up with Daisy and instruct her to attack. And the skeleton shrugs it off as it is turning its head towards you and Daisy. Sheriff is unconscious. This skeleton is going to attack Daisy. It's a natural two. Yeah, no. Dogs have an inherent advantage over bones. (laughs) Uh, I read that somewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, he knows his dogs. Yes. I've met a dog at least one. <laughs> and uh, we cut back to Ozil, who is running out the north of town. Any dialogue? Any any anything goofy? You I know, wouldn't say he's running or something. More like just. Oh no, he's a brisk yeah. walk. Jogging. Calmly walking out of the north end of the town square. Any... Don't worry, he's six hundred rounds away. John, he just talked to someone. He can't run after that. Yeah, you don't want to cramp. I should be there soon. Uh, You start seeing the sun start to break through the fog in certain parts. Little rays start to peek through. Beautiful. What a lovely day for a walk. That's beautiful. Gorgeous. Nothing could go wrong. And back to Sidriel, who just knocked out the sheriff. Well, he was being a dick. A little bit. Um, we're just kind of going to do a little bit of a rinse and repeat, five foot step up. This time we're going to aim for the uh, skelly man. And two arrow is general direction. Alright. Hoist one. It's going to be a miss with a seven. Nine. Mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. Less than ten. Yeah. Second one is going to be a 17 plus, so it's a 22 to hit. That's a hit. And Which be, skeleton is this? Um, the one closest to me. Okay. And it'll be nine points of bludgeoning damage. Once you describe that kill. Uh, no, I'm going to make you describe it. You stole nah. my uh, my knock unconscious, so, you know, just keep uh, describing it. <laughs> Mr. Describer Man. That's what DM stands for, right? <laughs> the skeleton grows ten times its size. Oh, shit. <laughs> it explodes into a rain of bones. And that is how the Day of Bones started. <laughs> yeah, it's a history lesson. Um, no, yeah, you dead center into the sternum of the skeleton and just shatter it to pieces, which fall all over Flora and Daisy. Daisy is now distracted by bones. Bones, bones, bones. Oh, bones. <laughs> and it is this last skeleton here comes to attack Stormac. Ooh, with a 20. Dirty 20. Cool. And hits for three damage. And then Stormag Stormag dice. Uh, Let's do a flurry of blows. That's a 24 for five bludgeoning damage. And then the other. Uh, That is enough to destroy it, as it only had one hit point left. Yay! And so now you all stand here amongst a unconscious sheriff caller who is just trying to kill Flora. He's just trying to kill Flora. 
What's the big deal? No big deal. I mean, it's a small deal. <laughs> uh, I think Stormac will throw the sheriff in the water. No, he's gonna throw the sheriff. Wait, no, no, he's gonna throw the sheriff <laughs> over his shoulder, um, and uh, and we'll walk back to town, I suppose. Does let's take yeah, take his dagger away from him. Um, does he have his manacles on him? He does have a pair. Okay, we're gonna take those manacles from him and use them on him. Okay, you lock him up, throw him over the dwarf's shoulder, the unusually tall dwarf. Uh, I'm going to press to digitate the blood off of Flora's pajamas. Thank you. Oh yeah, and I give Flora her her blankie. Also, damn. Oh, you brought a blankie. I brought your blanket and my blanket, so yeah, double up there. You're wet and you're in your pajamas, and it's cold out. It's wet and it's cold out, Flora. Take this blanket. Take this blanket, too. Stormak must have been an EMT in his past life. <laughs> Blankets fix it. Well, if he was, he would have known about whiskey and towels. <laughs> now, Flora, what the hell happened? I don't know. I, I think I must have been possessed again. I woke up just covered in blood and he's saying I killed somebody. Did you? I don't remember doing that. <laughs> but I can't go back to town if they're gonna if they're gonna arrest me, I can't do it. Well, I don't think he's gonna arrest you, but I also don't know if it's a great idea to walk back into town with the sheriff over our shoulder. Like a hunting trophy. I mean he's not the only lawman in town, he's got a whole crew. Well, we could post up here. Why did you come up here, Flora? I don't know. I, I knew I couldn't go back to Kendra's. I didn't want to stay in town. I thought I thought this would be the best place for you to find me. It, it was it was Daisy who found you, but but yes, uh, good thinking. We could sneak back into town, or we could go around the town. Perhaps we could go around uh, the, the other way, and we could head to uh, the temple and take the sheriff and. Leave him under the care of Father Grimborough. Do we have any reason to think that the temple will take our word over his? Not just immediately release him and then send a hunting party after us? A posse, if you will? Well, right now I'm the only one that they're after. You were, until Stormak kicked him in the back and I shot him in the face. That's true. Well, we, we're here at the prison now. Uh, Father Ozil's probably just taking a day of rest, uh, beauty sleep and all that. But while the three of us are here, why don't we uh, utilize this prison, lock the sheriff in a cell for safekeeping, and um, go about our heroic adventures? I think that's probably a bad idea with all the skeletons. Yeah, I don't know who we want him in the prison, necessarily, but what about Pochran's old house? He points over the courtyard. Didn't that collapse on us when we went in it? I thought that was one of the towers on the outside that collapsed. Oh. Roll some perception checks, the three of you. Yeah, I mean, also we'd be able to see if it's collapsed. Uh, that's a 18. 12. 11. Daisy? Uh, Daisy? Uh, 9. Oh. Sidriel hears a little bit of water moving from further in the pond. Oh dear. 
Sid Sidriel. <laughs> there, there seems to be something still stirring in the pond, so maybe we at least get away from that. Stormak has the sheriff over his shoulder, and we walk towards the prison. Well, so is the Hawkins, uh residence still standing? It is. Uh, yeah, it's still standing. You know, you had some of it collapse on you while you were in there, and it seemed pretty unsteady. If we're leaving the sheriff unconscious, unattended, wouldn't he be safest in a cell? Why don't we chain him to this tree and I'll stay here because he's the only one that has any reason to go after you guys. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm not going in there till I take some time to actually get my spells prepared. Somebody, he looks at Flora accusingly, decided to run off in the night and we were in a bit of a rush this morning. She throws her hands up like, what? She's in a tiz. But I'm useless in there until I get my morning reading taken care of. And I'm in my pajamas. And just kind of in a humph, I sit next to this tree right here, lean up and just open my spellbook. So I propose, in fewer words, that we chain up the sheriff to this tree or something very solid looking while he's still unconscious. And then you guys go back to Kendra's house, get all of our shit and come back. And bring me my things. I, I will do that, Flora, but let Sidriel stay here with you while he studies, and I, w- I will bring back everything you need. That makes sense, too. So we, we, we tie the sheriff to this tree. We tie the sheriff to the tree, unconscious. But I think he's a con. We don't have any time to the tree. He's shackled and unconscious. Okay. We can just sit him there. I leave you the rope. Sure. And. Do you tie him to the tree or don't you? Um, I would say no, just in case skeletons pop out of lake, we need to move him quickly. I don't want to leave a skeleton buffet tied to the tree. <laughs> Can we at least Smart. like bind or tangle up his legs so he can't just leap when he wakes up? Skeleton buffet? Uh, I mean, we could use the rope to do that instead. Yeah, let's Of tying him to the tree. Right, Shoney is all-you-can-eat breakfast skeleton buffet. <laughs> all right, so you tie up the sheriff to the tree, or, or you leave him in his manacles, however... Specifically not tied to the tree. Okay. You don't tie him to the tree, but Stormak heads down the hill back towards town. Mm-hmm. With the sheriff tied to him. <laughs> With the sheriff tied to his tree? I mean, if that's what you want to call it. Hey-yo! So Stormak, maybe halfway down the hill, you run into Father Ozel. Perfect. Uh, who is heading up the hill, presumably. Uh, Stormak wipes a handful of blood off of his arms and shoulders. Uh, good morning, Father. Glad you could join us. And uh, he does the little slat thing with his hand, slings blood across the road. Wait, why are you? Why? Why do you have blood? Oh, I, How'd you I, get I took eight damage. Oh, fighting to save you. His, his own blood. He's bleeding. I'm not bleeding. I'm. I'm. I'm just. Uh, I took damage. Yeah, take. Take four more bleed damage. Um, so, so uh, I say, uh, come with me, Ozil. Let me let me tell you of the long morning I've already had. And we walk all the way back. I tell him everything. Hopefully, he heals me along the way. Or you can go, or you can go on to the prison and and hang out with them while I go back. Why why didn't you guys just use that perfectly good prison that was sitting right there? You could have locked him in one of those cells. Well, I'll tell you all about it on our way back to town, or you can go and find out for yourself. But I'm on the move, once again. Oh, excuse me. And he will keep moving up the trail. 
All right, see you later, buddy. And he heads back to town, unhealed. As Stormac heads back to town to gather Flora's things, Ozil, maybe half aware of what is actually happening, heads up the hill toward the prison, where outside is Sidriel and Flora and an unconscious, restrained, bloodthirsty Sheriff Collar. And that's where we're going to pick it up next week. I'm super stressed out. Maybe you should stop killing people. I don't have a choice. That was pretty rough, but fun. for you off air. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll tell you. Well, for what? For when I got possessed? Mm-hmm. Oh. Thank you. Did you give my plus four? Yeah. Did you give my plus four, Johnny? Or are you just saying... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it would have just been rolling a d20. Okay. So when do we get to meet Vincent Price? Who? Vincent Price? Well, that's not till book four. Who's that? You don't know who Vincent Price is? I do not. Or you never saw the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo? That's exactly what I was going for, but just also Vincent Price in general, like classic horror... Thriller. Yeah. Thriller would be the only horror reference you could ever get me to uh, understand okay, well, because I willfully avoid Vincent it. Vincent Price is the old white guy who does the, vo- does the narrative in the thriller. Oh. Yeah. The voice, yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right, that's fine. I get that one. Okay. Sweet pencil mustache. I would not know his face, but the voice was recognizable. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. (laughs) And whoever so shall be found without the soul for getting down. Stand and face the hounds of hell, and rot inside our corpse's shell. It's a whole thing. <laughs>